This episode of Own the Gray is brought to you by I Am. Discover your unique talents, realize your potential, and align to your path. Take the first step to uncover your life purpose by visiting deborahjones.ca slash courses. Hi, it's Deborah Jones, podcast host of Own the Gray. Whether you're thinking about aging in place, or you need to sell your home and find somewhere to rent, or you're helping a parent to decide, you'll be interested in listening to this episode. Remember the Golden Girls, the TV sitcom of the 80s with B. Arthur and Betty White, who just celebrated her 100th birthday, by the way. They were four seniors sharing a house, sharing their dreams, and a whole lot of cheesecake. And maybe you knew this, but they came to be living together because Blanche posted an ad on a grocery store bulletin board for a room she wanted to rent out. And Rose and Dorothy answered it. And the rest is history, or herstory. Well, did you know that there's an easier way for a homeowner and a housemate to find each other? It's through an online database appropriately called Golden Girls Canada. The website is a solution to a need identified by Dorothy Mazot, a realtor who specializes in helping older adults find the perfect living situation. And today, she's joining me to tell us about how it works. Welcome, Dorothy. Thank you, Deborah. Glad to be here. So I read on your website an article about 5 million spare bedrooms That's how many spare rooms there are in Ontario alone. And you go on to demonstrate just how much that storage room is costing you. Can you share that with us? Sure. Happy to. Uh, Yeah. Just to give you an example is supposing you have, even if you have one spare room in your house that perhaps your your son or daughter used to live in and now they've they've moved on. Um, Well, if just to give it in simple numbers, supposing your house is 2000 square feet. And supposing your monthly costs for mortgage, taxes, utilities, all the costs surrounding owning a house are about $2,000. That would work out to about a dollar per square foot of your house. And if that bedroom where your son or daughter used to live uh, is, say, it's 10 by 12 feet, that's 120 square feet, that is $120 a month that you're paying for that space. Not a very cost-effective way of storing things. No, and consider if you have two or three spare bedrooms. I mean, maybe it has your kids' stuff in it, or maybe you've used it to store the extra stuff that you have that you don't know what to do with. But it's storage space, basically, and that's a lot to be spending for storage space. It is. And so you being a senior real estate specialist, what are you seeing in today's market? Well, uh, when I'm working with my my senior clients who want to downsize, and I'm seniors, anyone really over 40 or 50, whenever they, they feel like it's time to make a change, 
um, really, as soon as they try to downsize, they're really up against the first time buyer market because they're both looking for the same product, a smaller home that's in affordable range. So by the time they find something they could live in, it probably is not that much different between what they can sell their house for, which was their often their biggest investment. So if you're thinking, well, I'll downsize and have all this money left over to support me as I age in place, then uh, it's not going to be that much money. And the alternative, or one alternative many people look at is the retirement homes that cost between 3000 to 5000 plus a month. And if you need additional care, it goes up from there. And a lot of people are finding uh, that, number one, they may not have the resources they need to move in there once they've talked to the staff at the facility. And number two, they may outlive their income and say they reach age 95 and suddenly they've used up their resources and they're told by the staff, I'm sorry, you've got to find another place to live. You can't stay here. And that's a tech of a predicament to be in by the time you reach an age when you really need to be settled. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, the rental accommodations are pretty hard to come by. And uh, yeah, so it, it's uh, not easy. And I realized when I was considering this that I was living the solution because I have been living in shared homes myself for more than 20 years. And I've enjoyed it. It's a great way to live. Wow. So so it's tried and tested. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't all been perfect, but I've learned along the way and I'm pretty well housebroken now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's different kinds of uh, sharing out there, isn't there? There's, there's co-housing, there's co-ownership, there's house sharing. What, what's the difference? Uh, well, they're, they're all different ways of sharing. Co-housing was brought to North America around the 1970s from Denmark. And that was that model is basically developing a community. It's the people that want to live there get together and become really developers of their own community. And they decide what it's going to look like and what's going to be included. But it is primarily individual residences with extensive shared common facilities, which often include a commercial kitchen or a common kitchen. But each one has their own kitchen as well. So they can have as much community or as much privacy as they want. And it's really a development project. It's it's costly. It takes a long time. People need a lot of patience. And it really tests the bounds of your relationship with your people you're working with. It can work a lot more on the West Coast than in Ontario, although recently there are some in Ontario that are trying again. And I certainly wish them well. Uh, but uh, co-ownership that and the other forms of co-housing really are not, sorry, not co-housing, but home sharing are um, a single house, which can be co-owned by the people that want to live there, as is the case with the four women in Port Perry who bought a home together back a, few, a number of years ago, who call themselves the Golden Girls of Port Perry. Um, <laughs> and they each sold their own house, whatever they sold it for, pooled their resources and bought it was a century home, which they renovated and added to, to accommodate the four of them. So they each have their own generous bed sitting room with washroom and a shared kitchen. They actually have two dishwashers in their kitchen because one of their agreements was they didn't want any dirty dishes left out anytime. So one (laughs) is for the dirty dishes and one is for the clean dishes. But they decided that amongst themselves. And as it happens, I think their monthly cost, including their mortgage, I'm not sure if they have a mortgage, but their, their taxes, insurance, even their groceries, even their wine, I think it comes to about uh, $1,500 each a month. So it's, it's a phenomenally affordable way to live, and they are really enjoying their time together. So that's co-ownership. And they very generously shared with me the uh, ownership agreement, which their their lawyer had drafted for them. And I can't share that, but I used it to back out the list of questions that people need to ask in order to create a co-ownership agreement that will work for their situation, which they then would take to a lawyer and have a lawyer review it, of course, but I can get them started on it. Um, And then there is um, 
home sharing the way my website works, which is one person owns the home and they would like to stay there. Uh, perhaps they're on their own. They love their neighborhood. There's so much they love about where they are. Um, and it's a lot to manage sometimes for people, whether it's just doing the day-to-day -day maintenance or uh, expensive repairs, anything like that. And there are so many people in, that are looking for an affordable place to live. And as, yes, you can earn extra income from renting out your spare rooms and having the companionship that goes with that, but it's also a benefit to the people who are looking because an average senior is earning somewhere between twenty-five dollars and $30,000 a year. And they say you shouldn't spend more than 30% of your after-tax income on, on housing. And that would only be about $700 a month, which mm -hmm. is you cannot find anything to rent for that little that, that's anywhere near decent. And even if you spend half of your income, it's still, you know, 1000 or 1200 And it's hard to find anything more than a basic bachelor apartment for that. Yeah. So it's a benefit for both sides. And it is really more about just the financial benefits. It's the, the companionship benefits. And that's why I sometimes refer to my, my uh, website as almost like a dating site, because <laughs> so much of it is about the relationship. It's not just about finding a room to live in. It's a place where you'll feel comfortable and where you can both feel at home. Or even really, I think three or four people is ideal, because then there's always a, a nice dynamic of, you know, people can share with each other in different ways. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and, and so the way you've set it up, so a bit like a dating app, but there's lots of questions for people to answer so that you can really get a sense uh, of sharing who you are and what your expectations are, and also of sharing what you expect from from a, a housemate. What kinds of questions do you ask? Uh, well, there's the basic ones, which are really check marks, which is, uh, do you allow alcohol in your home? This is for the homeowner listing. Uh, what about smoking? Pets? Do you have pets? Will you welcome pets? Um, and things like, are you near public transportation? Some people need that. Uh, do you have parking? Some people need that. Um, and internet, a lot of people, especially if they're still working, they may need good internet service. Some people would prefer to live in the country. So if you're a rural or suburban or urban location, but those are the easy ones to just check off. Um, but also there's up to 500 words where you can write about what you're like, how you like to live, your lifestyle, and also up to 500 words about your home and what you're sharing or on the other side, what you're looking for. And to support that, there is on the website a number of member resources. One of them is a questionnaire called, how do you like to live? And on that, it covers everything from whether do you like to entertain a lot? Do you want your home to be a, a refuge from the storm and very kept quiet? Uh, do you have a TV in all the time or do you like it have it silenced? Um, do you travel a lot? Are you away a lot? Are you home a lot? Um, and how do you use the kitchen? And if you have a kitchen that you're sharing, do you want to share your meals with people or do you want to totally keep it separate? And all of these things are perfectly wonderful options for different people, but it's a question of finding people that share that. And truly with dating sites, people actually get married that meet on dating sites. So there's no reason you can't find a perfectly wonderful compatible <laughs> person to share your home with you. Yeah, I think the key is in those questions. I mean, when you're just sharing some of those, we don't usually think about them until we have to uh, find an answer. And and yeah, mm -hmm. the the way you you live your life, you you certainly don't want someone whose living circumstances are totally opposite to yours. So I could see the validity of of being able to go through a database and really see what you're getting. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, just the first step, because then you can email someone through the website and then you compare. There's always what you have to have and what you can't possibly live with. And you have to make sure you're both clear on that before you even take the next step. 
And then eventually you can talk and have conversations. You know, there's so much involved, and especially during COVID, you might not want to be visiting people's houses, but you can do so much just on Zoom or getting to know people. And then when you can meet face to face, you're already halfway there. Yeah. So COVID, it's really a time for people to feel isolated and and maybe having some companionship would ease that burden a little bit. Do you find that that's a big deal for people? Oh, absolutely. I mean, people that are living alone are so used to being able to go out in the community to play bridge or to go golfing or to do whatever people do with their friends. And suddenly here you are just by yourself in your home. And yes, you can Zoom and you can do phone calls, but it's just not the same. I mean, I'm so grateful that I live in a home with with two other people. It's a a couple who are in their early 80s, very healthy, able-bodied. They beat me to the shoveling today. I didn't even get to go out and help the (laughs) shoveling. (laughs) But they're there. And, you know, somebody knows your home. You know, supposing something did happen to me, I know there's somebody that would realize it. You know, that is just the safe. That's the safety part of it, too. That's an important aspect. It's just a natural, simple way to be. You know, I can shut upstairs and say good morning and so forth living together in harmony with with the people that you're living with. Mm-hmm. The the other uh, thing to think about is, you know, as we get older and when, when we retire and the, the government does give a little bit of money, but by doing something like this and helping yourself, you're not waiting to be helped, are you? It's mm-hmm. more of a, you know, jump in and, and direct your own life kind of situation, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that, that I think in that same article, what I read about the, the 5 million spare bedrooms, so I wrote about it, but of course, I discovered that myself in another article. And someone pointed out that 5 million spare bedrooms is equal to about 24 years worth of affordable housing construction. So if we're waiting for the government to build the housing for us, you know, we may be long gone by the time it's actually there. Not to mention the cost of the government and not to mention the impact on the environment, which is another advantage to sharing a home because you have a smaller footprint on the earth if that's something that's important to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that idea. And so when do you find that people start thinking about this? And, and is that the right time? Uh, well, um, I think there's another there's another blog on my website about are you riding the wave? Or are you wiping out? <laughs> and I have had calls from women in particular, who say, Oh, this would be perfect for my mother. But really, if she is asking on behalf of her mother, is her mother still able-bodied and self-directed and able to make her own decisions or does she need help at this point and there are agencies which will match someone that needs help with a younger person to come in and perhaps for a lower rent help around the house but that's not a a peer-to-peer relationship that's someone that needs help and probably that person will change over time whereas um you know, I'm looking more at, at peer matching. And so I really encourage people, like the woman who asked about her mother, I would say, well, what about you? You know, maybe she's married and with a partner, maybe she's not. She could be 55, her mother's 75, you know, but it's start early, start. I know women that, you know, sit around, have a glass of wine with their friends and say, wouldn't it be great if we had a house together? <laughs> and it's like, so what's stopping you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I hear it. that a lot too. <laughs> oh, it's not impossible, especially if you own a house and your mortgage is either paid off or very low. You have equity in your home that you could invest if you want to purchase together. Um, and as a realtor, again, I'm happy to do that with people. But if you want to stay where you are, uh, maybe you have friends that could sell their house and either either rent from you or are you could perhaps sell them a share in your home. There's different ways you can work that with a lawyer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, don't wait. You know, uh, again, I've been sharing homes since I, my son was small. And when he went through his adolescence uh, with three adult women in the house, and when I met his, his fiance's father, uh, he said to me, your son's the best thing that ever happened to my daughter. 
So <laughs> you can't hurt him too much. <laughs> it's it's going back to that. Um, you know, it takes a community to to rear a child, right? To yeah. you know, when True. when you get together and the, your child has the best of of all the advice from not just his mother and and mm-hmm. often with children we don't want to listen to our parents, but. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Yeah. And, you know, it, you, he's, we, we have lived with other families with children as well. And that's a dynamic you have to be careful with because you have to have similar ideas about child rearing and so forth, um, which can still work. It could still work. But uh, you just have to be aware of that and be willing to, to work with that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So as as a real estate agent, I mean, you're you've got the bird's eye view of this whole scenario. You get to hear people's concerns and what they need, and and I presume that's why you started Golden Girls Canada so that you could fill a need. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because I was puzzling over this whole situation. And that's what I say. I, as I say, I, I li- realized I was I was living the answer to it. This is a good answer, and not for everybody. Some people mm-hmm. are just folks that just want to live by themselves. Or well, we're all, but, all know, different, aren't we? <laughs> Everyone is different, and there are, are these various options. And this is this is one which I think is is really a good one. And so, when somebody goes to the website, mm-hmm. um, I, I took a look at it myself. You can actually uh, take a little look and see if there's uh, anybody in your area. And I know the database is growing. It's it's a fairly mm-hmm. new database. Yeah. Um, but I, I wonder what what are the benefits of the membership, and what is the membership? Yeah. Uh, Well, most people who join are either people with homes that they would like to share or people that are looking. And uh, what you see in the little thumbnails, which you were able to look at, is what area this person is in and how much they are looking to charge for rent or how much they are able to pay for rent. And then, but in order to actually access those people and contact them, you would need to become a member. And once you become a member, you have access to their full profile with their full 500 word description, if it's that much about about them, who they are, and an equal amount, really, about their home or what they're looking for. Um, also, you have access to the number of resources, including the, the checklist that I mentioned about how, how do you like to live, and information on what to do when someone responds about how to go through the process of, uh, you know, of interviewing them and doing reference checks and that kind of thing. Uh, there is an organization, which you can access through my site, that, that, that does background checks for people, if you want. And that's, it's free for the homeowner. I think uh, for a police check, it's $25 for the person who wants to come in. But think so you, you, pl- you want to be wise, you want to be safe. And there's also the checklist, both for a home share agreement and also for a co-ownership agreement, which you can use to help draft your own document. But again, I can help with that if people wish to retain me to do that, or, or they could go to their lawyer. And in any case, eventually they should take something to their lawyer. But um, the far, further along you can get before you take it to the lawyer, the less it's going to be cost for the lawyer to review it for you. So, mm-hmm. you know. yeah. And I've also launched a forum now. So people who are members can go on the forum and, and chat with each other. But that's brand new. So that hasn't really taken off yet. And I'd love to, I'm thinking of ways to expand it to make it even more beneficial. So I'm open for ideas if people have them. Because I, whether I might start doing meetups and have people invite members to come to a meetup and meet each other, you know, so it's, so it's really community oriented. Yeah, I think that's great. So what is your vision for Golden Girls Canada? Yeah, well, I guess I kind of touched on it here. I'm looking for ways that it can become a real resource for people that want to live in community. And I certainly, I, I'm connected with all the different ways of doing this, like the co-housing association and so forth. I've, I can help people that, that way. And um 
again, the, the database is one part of the site, but the rest of it with the blogs and so forth. Uh, but just to become a resource for community living, for, for people sharing together. And it's, it's sort of ironic, I realize, to say community living, and you think of these group homes, like people with special needs that live in a group home. And, and, but community is all of us, you know. We mm-hmm. all need community in our lives. Yeah, more so than ever these days. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, you've got some uh, some great ideas that are on your website, but you also do some ongoing workshops and webinars and things like that. And and you do have one coming up on March 13th uh, if, if somebody is interested. And I guess they go to your website to sign up. Is that right? Yeah, yeah that's right. It's called A Golden Solution to Your Housing Crunch. <laughs> and it's really about how to do home sharing. And I do these uh, these uh, workshops once a month, actually on the second Saturday of every month at this point. I usually have about three months at a time posted on the website, so you can you can choose one. But uh, yeah, the, it's, it costs about $50 for the, for the webinar. And it's a good, well, depending how many people come, it can be two or three hours. Uh, I've had as many as seven or eight people. Sometimes I do it one-on-one and that's usually shorter, but it's a, just a wonderful conversation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the resources that are available uh, to members are also available through the uh, through the workshops. And then also I do um, presentations for community groups, uh, for rotary clubs or university women's clubs, or I'm doing one for the town of Newmarket, uh, which that is for free. It's like a 15 or 20 minute PowerPoint presentation, which leaves about another you know, 40 minutes for questions and discussion and so forth. And that's just to spread the word about the idea, because it is a, a paradigm shift for people to begin to think about living this way. And, you know, don't put it off. This isn't something you need to wait until you're in a dire situation because by then you you're not, you can't be as careful about who you're choosing to live with because you're making a decision in a rush. And that's just not what this is about. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that it's a phenomenal idea. It's certainly timely. You're right. I've, I've heard a lot of uh, girls getting together and saying, wouldn't this be fun if we were living together? And I've even imagined it myself. And, you know, but, but, you know, where do we start? And I guess going to your website is where, where you start and, and to ask questions and, and get a feel for it. As mm-hmm. you said, it's not for everyone, uh, but if it is for you, then you've got a lot of uh, experience in helping people find the perfect solution, I would think. Yeah. And the, and the workshop, I, I will stress too, is not just for the homeowners and the people looking. It's also for people that want to co-purchase together too. It's good a good resource for them. Like if you have the group of friends already that want to do this, I'd be happy to even uh, arrange to have a workshop just for the group of you to, to help you go through the process that we think about. Because one thing I do remind people is you may love your friends dearly and, and respect them, but your lifestyle might be different enough that you drive yourself each other crazy. You try to live together. So it's good right. to find that out before you go too far. <laughs> before you've actually jumped, yes. <laughs> For yeah. sure. If people need to get in touch with you, they'll go to the website. They There's a way to contact you on your website, and that's goldengirlscanada.ca. Mm-hmm. And, and I presume that they can contact you if they've got any questions as well? Absolutely. Happy to talk. I always love to talk about this. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thanks for joining us, Dorothy. I really appreciate it. That's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you've heard and want to hear more, please subscribe, leave a comment and a rating, and I promise to send good vibes your way.
This episode brought to you by Lunch with a Healer podcast. The best conversations happen when you're having lunch with a friend, especially when one is a healer. Pull up a chair at lunchwithahealer.com. 